0: Welcome again to episode eight of our Talk for Freedom podcast. This is uh, Cesar Lopez, and we have Jack Paul. So today we're going to be talking um, a little bit about the criminalization of victims and and you know that impact um, that. Human trafficking has on victims, but we want to just thank you for listening in uh, today and continue to to uh, follow us um, on our websites on LLC.com and A21FreedomChasers.org. So, Chuck, let's talk a little bit about the criminalization of victims.
1: So, this is a subject that is it very upsetting, and it it bases in the fact of the imagery that we have the popular imagery we have of of who someone is that's a trafficking victim mm-hmm. so a lot of times when we hear human trafficking victim we think of some person chained up in a back room that's totally 100 has been kidnapped off the streets and, and and now needs Liam Neeson to come save them yeah and the reality is that's not true that's just not true. That's not what most trafficking victims are. Most trafficking victims have been tricked and conned and manipulated and brainwashed into believing they were in a romantic relationship that ends up in a domestic violence relationship that ends up in a exploitation relationship. So they don't see themselves as chained up in a back room, but they're chains. You can't see them, but they're, they're there.
0: They're emotional. They're mental. Right. Um, and we've spent a lot of time trying to change and, and make people aware that yeah, there, there, is, um, there are victims all over the place that look just like you and you and me.
1: We wouldn't be able to pick them out unless yeah. you're able to stole the red flags. Mm-hmm. So what happens a lot of times with these victims is that when they're being sold, they're being rented for sex and raped, there are certain survival crimes that they have to engage in. As a matter of fact, most traffickers will force them to commit a felony offense or some type of offense with the threat of, now you're part of this, you're a criminal.
0: So they they forced them to do to do a crime in order to to have uh, some sort of power or control over them.
1: Right. You know. So as the criminal, they're saying, "Listen, I know that you're a drug user because I'm the one that introduced you to drugs, and I'm the one that provided the drugs, and I'm the one has you hold the drugs, or i I know that you've committed this theft because you need something to eat, but that I know I told you to go do that." However, the cops are not going to see it that way. The cops are just going to see you as a criminal. They're going to arrest you. They're going to take you to jail. But I can protect you from going to jail. Mm. That's what the bad guys say. Yeah.
0: So they're they're brainwashing them.
1: Brainwashing. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happens, though, all too often is because a crime has been committed, when these victims are counter-law enforcement, they're arrested. They go to jail. And unfortunately, in many places in the country, there are not emergency facilities for juvenile sex trafficking victims, or even adult sex trafficking victims. So oftentimes, those first facilities they go to are detention centers. A lot of our programs that we used to have for juveniles, even most of them still are, come out of their Juvenile Justice Detention Center or the Bear County Adult Detention Center. So these are victims, mm-hmm. but they've also committed crimes. But those crimes are survival crimes. Yeah. If someone says to you, you can't eat until you make me $3,000 and you have to allow these 25 men to rape you and sodomize you to make me my $3,000, can't eat until you get that. Yeah. So you go to Walmart, you steal some food. Well, you know, Walmart prosecutes 100% on shoplifters. Yep. You just committed a crime.
0: Exactly. So now you're... A criminal. Now you're so, a criminal. So think about that. Do you have maybe a 15-year-old girl who, um, searching the Internet, gets tricked into meeting a, a guy, this guy turns around and kidnaps her, takes her, and now, now he's maybe selling her again for sex, and she becomes um, a, human traffic, a human trafficking victim. But now this young girl who was 15, innocent, didn't have a record, is now a criminal because of the things that she had to do to survive. To
1: survive. Yeah. And oftentimes, we all have made those mistakes. We look at these kids and say, well, the, 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 the we do bl- victim blame. Mm-hmm. Well, 15-year-old, if you, hadn't, if you weren't on the internet doing what you weren't supposed to be doing, or if you didn't run away, or if you didn't do this, so that reinforces the image and the self-image, the psychology within the victim that... I chose this. This is my fault. That's why I'm behind jail. What's behind, I'm behind bars. Yeah. So victims blame themselves along with our society. We blame victims. If they see the authority figures, the police officers, the judges and lawyers saying you did bad, that's why you have handcuffs and you're behind bars. So then it creates an oppositional defiance in them because wait a minute, but I'm also, you don't understand, you don't understand, but they can't seem to articulate that. So then they decide, well, all authority figures must be bad, and this guy must be lying to me. But wait a minute, he's bad. So it becomes a huge conflict. Yeah. So it just re-victimizes the victim, and our system is, is for the most part, is just now becoming to just now becoming to have developed specialty courts and specialty programs to help decriminalize criminalized victims. Yeah. That we shouldn't even criminalize in the first place. So you've got specialty courts. Let's say we have a court here in San Antonio, a wonderful court. It's called Esperanza court. It's for adults. Okay. So I want you to imagine, let's say, Caesar, you have an addiction to sneakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your addiction to sneakers, is just you have to have the newest, best sneakers, but you're spending a lot of money on sneakers. So you think your wife would intervene, right?
0: Yes. Okay. She does now. Yeah.
1: She does now. All right. So your wife intervenes and says, see, so you just can't have to, but you keep, now you're sneaking to get some good sneakers and you're buying backroom sneakers. Yeah. So, but your addiction to sneakers, you know, and now to support your sneaker habit, you have to rent yourself out as a day laborer to support your sneaker habit, right? Yeah. Now you feel like you're you now you're being victimized, you're being exploited, but you know you got to support that sneaker habit. So eventually, what happens is is that Caesar, in order to stop you from your sneaker habit, we're going to lock you up, we're going to put you in jail. Does that sound fair?
0: No, because again, it it's all up, and and it's this. I mean, the system is built um, in a way to. I guess they're they're thinking we're protecting you by putting you in a jail cell, but the reality is that again you're you were being sold, you're a victim, and all we're doing is continuing this this vicious cycle
1: so now you have a record you're convicted sneakeritis yeah. whatever you're mm-hmm. convicted whatever convicted for whatever crime so now you have to go out and get a you, you know you've gotten some therapy to deal with your sneaker addiction just a little bit not yeah. a lot while you were in jail. So now you're out, but now you gotta go get a job to help try to pay back some of that debt that you got with your addiction to sneakers. But here's the problem. Every time you go to apply for a job, there's that little box that says, have you ever been convicted of a crime, right? So you have to say yes. So do you think the employer's gonna hire you?
0: No, few and far between employers hire you.
1: So you're gonna have to get a job, which most likely is a job that doesn't pay a whole lot of money, Mm -hmm. right? Are you gonna be able to get out of debt?
0: No, not immediately, maybe thirty years down the line. Maybe never. Yeah.
1: Because you need money to survive and you just never it just doesn't add up. So eventually you're gonna get tired, right? Yep. You're gonna are you angry? Yeah. Have you been re victimized by the system?
0: Yes. I mean it, it again, they now I have a record. Now I can't I can't do all the normal things that I would was able to do before.
1: Right. So let's say you have an opportunity. There's the dream job comes mm-hmm. open. And your dream job is to try sneakers for the Nike Corporation. Wow. And that's your dream job. And you're going to help them design and you're going to help, you know, uh, do the beta testing on all their different sneaker brands. Yeah. And it comes open. And they say, Cesar, we really think you're a sneaker connoisseur and we want to help you and everything else. Oh, But Caesar, you got that felony, so we really can't hire you.
0: Yeah, that would be... Again, now I can't get that dream job. Now I can't uh, fulfill my lifelong dream of, you know, being working for Nike. So I'm back in that cycle where my emotional state is definitely affected because I can't move forward.
1: So you think at some point you just say, you know what, whatever, the systems beat me. I guess I'm a criminal. I'm going to go out and do criminal things because I need to get money to survive I need to get money to maybe try to get out of this hole. I'm in. Do you think that that would eventually throw your hands up?
0: Yeah, throw them up and probably look back towards where it all started.
1: Right. So then you're making the least vile choice of a bunch of disgusting choices. Mm -hmm. And that's really the situation we have. We have this is what happens with the typical sex trafficking victim they're molested they're abused, for whatever reason as a juvenile, before they have the cognitive ability to understand what's happening to them, they're victimized. Yeah. And then the system blames them, go to juvenile detention, they get a record, you know, wait a minute, you don't understand the bad man did the bad thing to me, but then wait a minute, I'm being blamed for this. Mm -hmm. So then they go out there and they're having these conflicts. And, you know, here in Texas, like, juvenile records cannot necessarily be sealed. So your individual now has his record. They have to deal with that when they're trying to get a goal. They can't get into a good college because they got to admit that they have a criminal record. They can't get a good job because they can't admit they have a criminal record. So you literally have no choice.
0: Yeah. So it's, a, it's an impact on their overall life where you go from being a victim now because you have to survive, you're committing a crime makes you a criminal now, and now you can't get back into society and do the normal things that maybe a 20 year old is able to do, go to college and, and have a nice job, you know right. all those things.
1: And we as society said, well, you know if, if this girl would just stop doing this, if she would just get her go to church and get her life together, but we don't give her any did we give her any vocational training? No. Did we give her an ability to take that record and seal it? Because maybe she's gone through intense therapy and a, a specialty court, which they have. It's called Restore Court there at the juvenile justice system, mm-hmm. where she's gone through like daily therapy. She's dealt with her drug addiction where the drugs were forced on her initially. Now she's addicted. It's called the leash, by the way. Traffickers use it. Methamphetamines to stay up and heroin to go down. Wow. Any human being would get addicted to that. Yeah, for sure. And they're being held down and ejected. Well, eventually they need it to survive. So creates a, a addiction so badly they get sick if they don't have it. So then they go through the detox. They go through the rehab. They go through the counseling, the therapy, but they still can't get a decent life because the systems criminalize them. So now they say to themselves, but they're so, I know how to make quick money. I I can make quick money stripping. I can make quick money maybe doing porn. And obviously the only thing I'm good for is this because even the system is telling me I'm a bad person. So I might as well do bad things.
0: Yeah. So think, think about this just to make the the correlation to um, our audience. So you've got a person who's now a criminal, maybe addicted to drugs and they want to get back into society and back to normal life. But a lot of times they end up turning back to, you know those things that they were doing when they were a victim or they were trapped in trafficking because they have nowhere else to go. Right. And so when you think about it, tell me, tell me, Chuck, are hookers victims of human trafficking? A lot of times, Every single one of
1: them I've ever talked to, I have literally, Caesar, I have literally talked to, and I'm not exaggerating, over a thousand sex workers, whether it's strippers, whether it's hookers, whether it's sex trafficking victims. I've never, ever, ever talked to one that dreamed of being a hooker or a stripper or a sex worker or a trafficking victim. Not one of them. When they were little boys and little girls, they dreamed of being doctors and lawyers and firemen and pastors and teachers and even president of the United States. They wanted to be superheroes and princesses just like any other little boy or little girl. They had the same dreams and hopes that every single American has a right to have. Yeah. But their world was shattered. And because their world was shattered, now they feel like they're in a hole and they can't get their way up. And our system criminalizes them to the point where now that they have that record, that record follows them around everywhere. And they've always got to check the box. It says, I was convicted of a crime.
0: Yeah. And I think in a way we, also, uh, the society criminalized them as well because we push them away. Mm-hmm. And we say, you've got a record, you're you're a criminal, and we don't know their story. We don't know how they ended up that way. We're, what were the things that they went through? And so businesses and, again, people just in society, we, we see maybe someone on a corner selling themselves and think, gosh, that's so disgusting. Why would you do that? And maybe, you know, I've had conversations with people trying to make them uh, see that, Many of um, prostitutes and, and hookers that are out there are victims of trafficking and their response is no, they're out there because they want to do this. Mm-hmm. And and that's, uh, we're recriminalizing them as well when we say things like that.
1: Right. We recriminalize them. We still have our idea in our head of Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Great movie with Julia Roberts. However, it's fantasy. Yeah. That it's the Cinderella story retold is all it is. We all want the Cinderella story. The reality is, is that sex work is the least vile choice of disgusting choices. And when you have someone as even an adult, so we have a specialty court here called Esperanza Court. Mm -hmm. Esperanza Court is a two year long program. They recruit women. They don't recruit. They look for women that are in detention centers, in jail you've had this bad thing, you were molested, you were raped, you were sex trafficked, you were this. You ended up getting arrested for prostitution multiple times. You have felony records. Instead of you going to jail, going to state prison, we're gonna offer you this two year long program. This is a two year long intensive probationary program. They literally have to check for every minute of every moment of every day. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Wow. When they leave this location, they have to check in. When they check, go to, arrive at a location, they have to check in. They better have to have the right amount of time. They have ankle monitors. They have to do daily counseling and therapy. It is an intensive program that drives most would drive most people crazy. But they help. They get them off of drugs. They get them off of substance abuse. They help them turn their lives around. But the problem is, is that they are still not able to, because it's a specialty court, they're not providing the vocational training. And the laws, like here in the state of Texas, don't allow the judges who know that this person's turned their life around to seal that record, to expunge that record. So now you have in the United States, you have have women like Rebecca Bender, okay. Mm -hmm. That are ex victims that are out there talking, but so many of these ex victims have to worry about the fact that they can't get a great job because they've got that felony record following them around. Okay. Rebecca Bender's fabulous speaker, fabulous presenter. I wish that she could go talk everywhere, but she's only one person. She can't, but she's a survivor of sex trafficking. Yeah. But she knows very much because she's talked about it, how much her sisters and brothers who have had this happen to them have to suffer because they have that criminal record following around. Yeah. And that's what I see with the, with the survivors that I work with. I work with leader a leader that I hope to bring on the, on the podcast and have talked to you. However, she has those felony records following her around. She is the most articulate graceful you know you know forced to be reckoned with when it comes to being an advocate and a counselor for sex trafficking victims but she's also a survivor and her those records follow her around and and that leads it to the point where that limits her ability to to be the leader that she can be that she should be because those criminal records follow her around. We need to change the laws. We need to change the laws in the state of Texas and around the country that says when you complete a specialty court program, because when people talk about, well, they're not paying the price for the crime that they did. Any person that's ever done a specialty court program has paid the price for their offense several times over because they are, those specialty court programs are not easy. These are hard programs that t- require you to take a huge reflective look on the inside of the per- of the person you are. It requires you to do so much to change your life around and become that strong independent person that you were meant to be. It's hard, rigorous yeah. program. Anyone who completes those programs should have those records expunged. They should be able to start over again because we are the country of second chances. Are we not?
0: I agree. I agree. We definitely have to find a way... To not only help restore, you know, their faith in humanity, their hope and get them back into society. But we got to put them in a situation where they can succeed. Right. When they come out and they can have, you know, live a, a happy life and have and enjoy all the benefits of, you know, being a citizen in the United States or anywhere.
1: And we need to allow them to be able to get good vocational training. And I mean, vocational training where resources like organizations that are helping, mm-hmm. providing the ability for them to hook it with vocational training. Yeah. I mean training either you know, we all think about well they should just go out on you know, college who's going to pay for that or vocational training who's going to pay for that. The reality is is that someone who survived human trafficking has a lot of survival skills. They got a lot of street smarts which means they're intelligent. Yeah. And so they have the ability to be You know, if they get the right vocational training or education, they have the ability to be great leaders and very successful, productive human beings. But they can't get the education because their record may keep them from out of there. Or they may not be able to get the job even with the education because of their record. Vocational training is key. Let's teach these individuals how to do something to take care of themselves so we don't have to leave them with the only option being going right back to that street corner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, again, for our audience, think about, just think about what we're talking about. They're they're a lot of times driven back um, to doing, you know, what they, I'm sure they, they don't like. They don't like to be forced to do something that is hurting them physically and emotionally, but they're driven back to that because... They have no other options because now they have that criminal record. Um, what what can we do um, as the general public? What can we do to kind of influence our state or our state reps to to change laws or to create laws that will help victims?
1: So we need to contact our state elected officials, state representatives, state senators. And I know there's a there was a there was a bill last session. Uh, Uh, Senate Bill 1504. Senate Bill 1504 allowed for the criminal record of a person who had been sex trafficked to be expunged if they complete the specialty programs. Okay. That passed overwhelmingly in the Senate, Texas Senate. But then it died in committee in the Texas House because it obviously didn't have the type of support because the elected officials weren't getting it from their constituents saying, this is super important to us. Because it is. So I asked citizens of taxes, make sure that you contact your elected officials and say, listen, we want you to support legislation, whether it's resurrecting Senate Bill 1504 mm-hmm. or or using that as a as a base point to create future legislation to say, listen, two things, two different courts both the criminal court and the family court systems. For juveniles, if a juvenile completes a specialty court program, which, by the way, the state of Texas is paying for most of those specialty court programs. Mm-hmm. We're already paying for those. Yeah, Juvenile convinces that that juvenile record is sealed like it's not even existed because they've already done what they need to do. If an adult, then that record's expunged like it never even existed. So we're able to give these victims victims the opportunity to recover their lives and recapture their independence and their humanity that's very important the other thing is is that we've got to change our mentality as a human being the next Mm -hmm. time you look at someone look at someone yeah it's so important i tell people to really look
0: yeah not what they look like not what they're dressed like but look at them as a person right
1: as a person. You know, stop looking at the person that's on the corner with the sign saying, you know, help, anything helps as a simple panhandler or just someone Mm -hmm. that's trying to get by. That's a mentality. That's a, I'm sorry, but even if I, I, I hear this kind of story all the time where people are like, well, he's probably rich and he's just out there trying to panhandle. Really? I don't know one person with resources that wants to stand out in the 102 Texas heat. Yeah. And it, by the way, it's like 120 on that pavement cause it's black mm-hmm. and you're sucking on exhaust fumes the entire time with a cardboard sign saying would help, you know, if you, if you don't have it, if you have enough money, because that, that may be 10, 15, $20 you're going to make panhandling. It's gonna be nothing compared to someone who has a real job. Yeah. So, so that, that's a, that let's just call it what it is. It's a fantasy. Yeah. Okay. It's a fantasy for someone to drive by the the areas around the homeless shelters and see the people that are starting to try that one little bit of shade on the hot Texas pavement and going, oh, he's just lazy. Really? Because if he was just lazy, then he might have somewhere nice to go with the cool of the day. Yeah. We need to take that mentality out. We need to look at people and say, there is something that led to this. And it might be some of their own bad choices but we all make bad choices
0: exactly yeah we have to be more merciful more compassionate as a society on people who are struggling through something and going through something you're right it's not just the the homeless person it's not just the 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 prostitute um you know it's the drug addicts as well and sure like you said there are some that are making those choices that put themselves in that position but there are a lot um, that have been um, forced on that, that they were given drugs to do something and to accomplish something that their trafficker wanted um, and, and they're now in a position where they can't get out of that addiction because they don't have the resources, they don't have the money to go through a rehab program, mm-hmm. they, they, don't, they don't have all the same things. So let's continue to do, do those two things, reach out to our state reps um, I think that's simple. Um, we have shared information on our website, on our um, on our social media, um, and we'll continue to do so on how you can reach out to your state reps. Um, and then the other is simple. I, I think it it's simple, but it takes um, it takes us wanting to. It's changing our mindset, um, being more compassionate um, and being more merciful. Um, that I think once is once we get that as a society, we're making a positive impact and we're helping these people. Um, again, victims don't deserve um, to not enjoy uh, life like anyone else. They deserve to be happy and have um, all the same access to resources that any anyone has access to. So thank you, Chuck, for helping us kind of understand that, um, and I hope that uh, you're taking something away through this episode on, um, again, Maybe seeing someone through different lenses uh, the next time you see someone on a corner. And, and even if maybe you can't physically go and help them, um, we're we're a faith-based organization. Pray for them. Say a prayer for them. Um, if, if you see a homeless person and you can't give them five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is, say a prayer for them. Um, they they need it for sure. And, you know, uh, I think there is a a God that is definitely powerful that can make a change in their life uh, and help them, you know, find the right resources. So thank you again for listening to today's episode, um, The Criminalization of Victims, and we hope that you join us for the next one.